Hello, welcome back to the Impact Podcast. We're here with another relationship episode. We have special guests to go on about what we were talking about last episode. Unfortunately, Kavisha couldn't um, make it, but um, yeah, we're wishing her and her family well due to this coronavirus situation. But yeah, so today we're here with Josh and Sarah. I wasn't sure if you just forgot our names then, nah, or if you wanted nah. to. <laughs> Well, um, we're the cars. Yeah. So, um, what do you do, Josh? We'll start with you. What do you? Do? Um, what do I do? Um, do everything. Don't yeah, I, I do quite a lot. Yeah. So, I am the worship pastor at mm-hmm. Com Church, uh, where we are right now. Um, I also um, do all of the video content for church as part of my job. Um, I also run a video production company. Um, and I also have uh, two escape rooms as well. Yeah, Locked Escapes. Yeah, ha- uh, at Locked Escapes, yeah, follow us. You'll be linked, you'll be under the descriptions. Yeah, we'll link that, we'll put that somewhere. But um, Sarah, what about you? What do you do? Yeah, I'm a senior account executive at a marketing firm sounds in so Dunstable. Fancy. So I'm in marketing yeah. and advertising and all that jazz, so yeah. That sounds so fancy. Sounds it's good, so it's good. Fancy. So, um, yeah, so how did you guys meet? So, we met when my university, Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, did missions all over the world, and my team got picked to come to Dunstable, England, of all places. And so, Josh met us at the airport when we landed, and that, so that was that. Yeah, I, I, was, I, I, was, I was young and sprightly and about two stone lighter and very, <laughs> very, very trendy, just caught That's everybody's sick. eye. That's mm-hmm. sick. I remember when um, you guys came. And you had like a little party upstairs. Yeah, literally in this building. And um, I think you came with a bunch of other people as well. And yeah, we had about 20 in our group in total. Um, so yeah, that was really fun. We came and did missions in the town and then went to London and did some things there as well and then went to Scotland. So we did a little tour oh, of the UK. Bad. So yeah. Yeah, and then about um, six months later, um, I guess you could say I slid into Sarah's DMs. Oh, um, that's what that's what cool people say these days. Yeah, slide in the DMs. As you do. And then uh, after that, Sarah came back about one year later to Dunstable to do an internship with us at church. And uh, then we kind of just hit it off. Yeah. yeah. It's been about two months here. We're just friends. And then I think it just progressed further. It was very organic. So, yeah. Yeah. So I guess you could say it happened naturally, right? Yeah. Yeah. So would you say it was a, um, I know it sounds kind of like Disney movie-like, but would you say it was like love at first sight or anything? Like, I wouldn't say it was that. I would say when I saw him at the airport, I was like, oh, he's kind of cute. All right, I'm on missions. Jesus goggles. So like, I wasn't trying to think about all that. <laughs> that wasn't my mindset. But then we like grew our friendship because I was coming over for an internship and like he's the one who kind of like offered that position in a sense to me and so like we got to know each other we'd facetime all the time we're like really good friends and i was just yeah like, it was definitely friendship first i think I like that. we obviously both found each other attractive but it wasn't that wasn't what we kind of started how it started um it was definitely a friendship we found out that we had a lot in common like we both uh, do the same kind of jobs in a way like we both enjoy the same things same kind of um common interests and i think that that's where we really found that we connected well on those things Makes sense. Yeah. So we were really good friends, and that was starting out. And then I was like, 
mom, I don't think I'm going to date him. I'm going to come over. And I was like, at this point of like, I just knew it was going to be something for <laughs> some reason. <laughs> you see I like, remember telling my mom, I was like, mom, it's not going to happen. Like, it's an internship. Like, no way. You never and know then, what could happen, though. You never know what could happen. And then he uh, knelt down on a stairwell and asked me out. He's like, oh, so we're dating now. I was like, no, you haven't actually asked me out yet. And so what is it? he knelt down and that's the game that's the game yeah, yeah we have then, to teach yeah. certain men as well yeah. <laughs> we have to teach certain men but, mm. yeah yeah gotta step it up you gotta ask <laughs> gotta make it define the relationship yeah i guess so fbo it <laughs> yeah i guess it's interesting though um i feel like the best relationships are the ones that start off as friends yeah, you get to connect feel, more and yeah. you learn more about a person before you get into a relationship. Exactly. So it's like you kind of know them and the relationship comes sort of as a friendship as well. But, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's especially important and I've yeah. realised now that we're married um, mm. is that um, there are going to be times when um, kind of in a romantic way you don't always get along or yeah. like there's there's friction there, there's tension, but... Ultimately, if you're if you're friends and you've got a deep friendship and you find things that you enjoy together and you connect together on, you share the same interests and beliefs, um, that that's what holds you together. And I think that's what marriage yeah. is about. It's about you know being with your best friend um, yeah. for the rest of your life. And yeah. I, I like I know that with Sarah, like 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 we're best friends. Like we just have our stupid jokes that we have with each other, and we lie that. there and like you know crack jokes at each other and stuff like that and and i think we're, we're just really good friends so even on those days when you know it, it's hard to be married like mm. we're still best of friends and i think that's yeah. that's the kind of foundation yeah. that you need and i think every people need to realize that that i think sometimes the the, the misconception of marriage um is that it's just this kind of like intense like fiery like um, passionate kind of constant yeah. thing and that's not sustainable like and a marriage it goes it, from what I know of three years and from what I've spoken to with other people is that it kind of goes a bit like this but exactly. to have that kind of constant friendship going through that's the kind of glue that can hold hold a marriage mm. together and like a relationship together yeah yeah because obviously we all know that relationships and oh yeah obviously we all know that relationships and marriage and all of that um, it's not all ups it's not all um, happy days and that, because there's always difficulties, but it's about how you could get together. And move on. Yeah. Yeah. Reconcile, I guess. Yeah, I'd say it's like just doing life with a partner. You're living your life and you've got something there always. Hey, babe, can you do this for me? Or like, can you pray for me? Or like, you have that other person in your life constantly to like help you through life and just make it through life. So it's, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's really important to obviously have that relationship with someone you can always turn to. Yeah. So in this relationship, how would you make God the center of your relationship? Yeah, so we pray every night together. We just, well, for our, each individual selves, God is our center. So when we, like, are together in a marriage, it automatically is the center anyway. And he always, yeah. like, pulls us back to him whenever we're like, oh, let me do my thing. So, like, he is the center regardless if we almost make him it because he's God. He's got us. So, yeah. but we have to, like, always put in the work as well to, like, pray together constantly and like make sure he and we stays read, we read scripture to each other and stuff like that yeah um and we'll have like our worship music on um when we're getting ready in the morning and in the evening and um 
And I, yeah, I just, yeah, I think it's so important. Like Sarah says, it starts with a personal journey first. Like we each personally have to be right with God, yeah. you know? And, and I think this is the thing that I've kind of speculated and seen over the last, however long I've been in church is that there are marriages where one person is um, going to church as a Christian and the other person might not be. But ultimately that person can't, have a relationship with God for the other person. Like it has to be an individual thing. Otherwise you end up with a complete imbalance. And that's why it's very hard to uh, be in a relationship with someone that isn't, doesn't share that same belief set as you. But for us, like Sarah says, it has to be an individual thing first and foremost. And then when both of you are like, well, Jesus is the center of my life, then he becomes, like Sarah says, he becomes the center of your marriage as well. Yeah, I think it's really important important to have a unequally yoked marriage as well that was like one of the key indicators for us getting married we both had God and it was priority for us and so we were balanced in that sense and it wasn't offset in any way so yeah because yeah. I definitely mentioned it in the last episode that he, um, having Jesus sort of makes it the foundation and you mentioned it being unbalanced if it's not right and yeah. it's really important for us to even when we are in a relationship, well, when I do get into a relationship, mm. or when Aiden does, and yeah. obviously, um, hopefully one do, day, boys. Yeah, one hopefully, day, hopefully. one day, um, that we do sort of make sure that us as individuals are on track yeah. with God. That's right. And I, I remember Julian said he has, he once told me, Pastor Julian, that he had one piece of marriage advice. And uh, basically, what he said was in all the couples that he's ever counseled with kind of relationship problems, um, he's never met um, one couple in, in, that were having difficulties that were praying together. He said that's always the root issue is that the couples have stopped praying together. And I think, you know, that, that's super important. And that's something that I really take to heart. And yeah. that's the, even before we were married, like we were probably better at it then actually about praying together. And we'd have huge lists of people that we wanted to bless and to pray for. And I think even as you're starting out, like even when you're just starting out a relationship, making that time, even if it's on FaceTime, to pray together is just so important. You can't go, can't go wrong with that. 100%. Josh, so you said you're, you were married. So when did it come to you that you wanted to ask her to marry you? Um, I, think, I think I knew probably we went... Uh, so Sarah was over here, and then sort of a few months later, I went to America. Like it was the first time... I'd never yeah. been to America. Yeah, we dated long distance. Yeah, we dated long distance for quite a while. Um, and so I, I, we'd be kind of been, you know, having a, a back and forth every day. We'd kind of Skype, Skype each other or FaceTime each other. And then I went over for about two and a half weeks and spent time with Sarah's family and, um, like, her, her mum and dad, who I'd only ever met, like, on FaceTime, um, and just had a great time with them. And, and they, they kind of instilled their confidence in me and I had kind of confidence in them. And um, like, I think just being over there with Sarah in her kind of natural kind of surroundings, as it were, like, I think I just like really fell in love with her and oh, kind of yeah, saw like who she was and like her culture. And I just loved everything about it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I think it was in that moment in Texas when I was like, actually, you know what, this is, you know, someone that I really, really care about. And like the fact that I can try fly all the way over here to America and like that doesn't doesn't like matter at all. Like it doesn't the distance didn't bother me. It was oh, just the fact sense. that I just knew that Sarah was the one I wanted to be with. So I think oh, it was right. then. It wasn't until the like December. It was like months later when I 
asked her to marry me, but I think it was at that point really spending that time with her and her family that I really just realised that was, for me, what I wanted. Yeah, I love that. And um, you mentioned that you two are dating long distance quite a bit. I guess now um, a lot of non-distance, long-distance relationships don't really work out. But what is it about yours that stood out? Um, yes, I think we just put the time in. If it meant waking up at 2 a.m. to, like, say good morning to him or <laughs> him staying up to, like, 2 to, like, Sometimes, yes. catch me after work, <laughs> things mad. like that. It was just putting the, the effort in and, like, making the sacrifice of, no, I'm not going to hang out with my friends. I'm going to go FaceTime him instead for hours on end. Yeah. And just get to know him and, like, develop that relationship. So Yeah, I think it was putting in the legwork. And like I said, it was it was praying. Like, we'd play games over, like, words with friends and all these kind of things like we, we would just just try and make it as fun as possible um and also not put too much pressure on it either like it was yeah. we would just enjoyed each other's company like at that certainly at that time it wasn't it never felt like a chore like yeah. it was hard at times like i'd literally stay up at two in the morning or i'd set an alarm and get up at the middle of the in the middle of the night <laughs> but yeah i think it was just like it's the effort isn't it yeah, and I think we're better for it because our communication was so on par from constantly chatting and talking to each other that when we came over here, we had it down pat. And we look at some couples, we're like, oh, goodness, do they not communicate like that? And it's yeah, like, like I almost like we took no. it for granted, but like we've got it down so well because of that. So I think that's really helped us in our marriage. So, yeah, yeah that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so um, during the Pure Sex um, series that we did as a church, so we spoke about sex before marriage and stuff like that. Yeah, so how did you cope with that in your relationship, I guess? Yeah, so um, I'll start out with some background on this. Um, yeah. I wasn't always a Christian, and I have had sex before marriage, but Josh doesn't have that background. So when we came together, we are like, oh, okay, all right. But since I am a Christian, I, like, devoted that back to the Lord, and I said I'm not having sex before marriage. It had been, um, like, years, like, years yeah, and years and years. Yeah, probably, like, eight years, so that was hard, but the Lord yeah. gave me the grace for that. Thanks, Lord. Um, and so it was a struggle for us in our relationship being together um, when we actually were together. But since we did long distance, that helped in it. But yeah, because we, were, like, we weren't together, together all the together, time, and it was I think oh, struggle. It was a struggle. Yeah, it always will be. So, I think there we we kind of set boundaries and tried to stick to them as best we could. And um, you know, I, you know, I'm quite proud of the fact that we didn't have sex before marriage. Like I know, you know, people do, and God can redeem that. But I just think there's something um, really sacred about keeping that. You know, 100%. and it, it's it's one of the kind of few fundamentals like real deep down beliefs that I think um, I had and I, I know Sarah had too and it's just something we didn't want to do and I think God will help you like he'll he'll help you honor that commitment if you um, continue to put him first and I think again we just kept praying and just you know he helped he helped us through it but yeah it's hard and I think especially when you're young and um, even when you're dating when you're even younger like if you're like 18 19 you know obviously your sex drive is even more than than yeah. when, when you're like 25 26 so I, I know that it's difficult um, but I think you just have to offer it up to the Lord yeah and he will definitely help you through it like not to say we didn't mess up and things like that but we stayed true to that commitment and the Lord honored it and we're blessed for it in our marriage so it was important to us, and I think because it was important to us, like, that's why we stuck yeah. to it, so. And I think there's also a point, like, that, you know, for people that are watching that maybe 
um, aren't Christians or maybe they, they haven't been Christians very long and maybe have a past like Sarah before, before Jesus um, is just that God can redeem that. You know, that doesn't have to make you. It doesn't have to define you, you know, and it, it goes with sex, but it goes with, you know, drugs or toxic relationships or with um, other addictions or whatever it may be that God can redeem that. Do you know what I mean? Just because you were that person before doesn't mean that you have to carry that with you into your new life. So I think that's yeah. really important to say. We're new creations in Christ, so you have to remember yeah. that, yeah. Um, is there anything that you did um, personally as a couple that um, sort of helped you to get through that, like sort of not having sex before marriage that other couples may... Is there anything that you did to sort of like help you through that? I think it'd just be like if it was getting like close to that line, we would like pray or be like, okay, no, or we'd have take to take a time out. Yeah, like leave the room or like there's just things that we had to do to mitigate that. And so. I think we were often in we often made sure that we were in in the house with other people, like um at the time kind of before we got married when we were engaged, Sarah was living with Pastor Julian and Sarah, so they there was already always somebody home. Um, I was living with my parents. So there's, again, I think it's just not putting yourself in stupid situations. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? Like, I think going, you know, I, I see, like, young couples, they're, like, going on holiday together, and they're like, oh, but we're not, we're not having sex. And I'm like, but why would you even put yourself in that yeah. situation? Like, it seems a bit silly. Yeah, yeah but, like, you, you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you do need to go away or do things like that, like, we did it once, but we got the blessing of our pastors and our family that we could do that and they trusted us to do that we stayed in separate beds yeah separate so. beds and we were like and it was like one night and I think we were very intentional about it and I think it's like I said it's 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 um it's just being thoughtful and not not putting yourself in stupid situations yeah. know yeah. what you can handle and if you know you can't handle it don't put yourself don't in that do situation. it 100%. yeah so you guys move in after you got married yep yep oh, that's it no it is because I was speaking to um, Aidan Nikovisha about this, I think the last time we were shooting, and um, we are talking about um, if it is actually acceptable or if it's okay to move in with your partner like before marriage. So, I don't know, I guess, was it, was there any temptation for you to? Um, I don't think so. I, no? I don't really think so. I think I've always thought that you know, moving in together was something that would f come with marriage. Like, I'd never yeah. really entertain that. I know that's what the world view of it is. Like, why would you marry someone if you, you want to kind of try before you buy? That's the kind of, yeah. you know, it's like I want to get something on rental first to see if it fits for me before I buy it. And I, I think I, I've never really had that view. I kind of understand it um, because it's like you don't want to make a commit commitment to someone until you know what it's like. But what I will say is, you don't really know what it's like being married until you're married. Like, there's no yeah. way you can kind of do a trial run of that. Living with someone is not the same as being married to them. Um, and I think uh, that's the misconception. You think, oh, I just live with them for a bit and it will be the same. But it's really not, you know, because actually being married is not just living together. It's not just sharing lives. It's, it's, it's like, a, it's like a, a joining, a spiritual joining with God. Yeah. And it, it's a completely different thing. So I think I get why people want to do it, but I just think it's pointless. I, I think nothing can really prepare you for being married. Yeah. yeah, and again, it's putting yourself in that situation where you're sharing the same bed or living in the same household. Why would you do it? 
Yeah, it's just it's just the spirit of stupid. Yeah, it gets back it goes back to all of that sort of making sure that you don't cross that line and Have making sure that yeah. But when we were having a conversation with Kavisha and Julian, he was saying that marriage is something new and we should all jump into something new after you get married. Married, I meant. So you shouldn't be moving in before because you're jumping into something new. Yeah, and I guess if, um, let's say, Josh, you have like really bad sleeping habits or you snore, guess now you're trapped now with him. So he I guess he's not coming out. I will that. say, he snores. It's, it's just, uh, yeah. <laughs> So last episode, you mentioned how sex was overrated or underrated. Yeah, uh, it's rather the clip. People, but it's a thing where I think, I kind of think it's overrated, but at the same time, it's underrated because I'm about to explain why. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Go on. Go on. But listen, listen, listen. <clears throat> so what do you guys think of that statement? I think sex is great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, yeah. it is amazing. But don't cheapen it with things in this world that are not gonna fill the hole. If you're doing it for the wrong yeah. reasons, it's just filling holes and you're like, oh, this is good, but then you get like almost addicted to that sensation yeah. versus having like good sex under the confines of marriage and I th enjoying the hell out of it. I think, uh, yeah, I think Sarah's right. And I think what she's saying is when you choose to have sex before you're married, um, the Bible, the Bible is very clear about sexual sin. It's one of the few things that specifically is listed as something that you need to watch out for. A lot, even in the New Testament, um, and I think that it's like, it's like it's like having an alcoholic drink. Um, I'm sure you boys know nothing about that, um, nothing but it's like when you have an alcoholic drink and uh, it feels great when it's going down. And then maybe the next morning you feel a little bit like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have drunk those drinks. And I think when you have sex before marriage, it can feel a little bit like that, you know, because physically it might feel really great in the moment. But I, I know as soon as you've been through that, especially when you've got the Holy Spirit inside of you as a Christian, um, that it's going to start to feel like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. And I think... Yeah, he's going to convict you because yeah. if you're so leading your like, life right and you go and do something like that, he's going to be like... Uh -uh, should I have so done then, that? then sex He'll would be you. so then sex would be overrated. So for 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 a person that doesn't underrated, no, no it's overrated. Uh, yeah, it's overrated yeah. for people that don't have a, a, a marriage. Yeah. So so yeah. So basically, what we're saying is, it's great when you're married, and and actually, God created sex for marriage. You know, He created sex to be between man and wife, and He's very specific about that. And I think it's it's not just a physical act; it's a spiritual act too. And I think when you see it that way. And, and, it's, and it's not just, oh, I'm going to go for a quickie with someone. It's like, a, it's a different thing. Like, there's, there's something intimate about being between a man and a wife. Um, and that, that's what God intended it to be. Yeah. Yeah. You create soul ties with every person that you have sex with. I don't know if you know that. It's in the Bible. It yeah. says you connect and, like, merge in a sense. So if you're not married and you have all these soul ties, you have to, like, think about that. And that does impact you. And you do feel different if you've had sex with lots of people. I can testify to it, so. Yeah, we spoke about it in the last episode, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I guess it's more serious than people actually think it is. Some people don't even know what soul ties actually are. And um, I guess with the wrong person, it could be a really, really bad place to be, I guess. Yeah, and I think especially for young guys, and especially guys that maybe don't know Jesus yet, there's this kind of 
like status that comes with how many girls yeah. that you've slept with and yeah. how oh, I've slept yeah. with her. Body I've slept with her, exactly, body count. And I think the really damaging thing about that is when you look back at it, especially from a Christian perspective, is like, actually, I took that person and that person, that person's opportunity to have sex with their husband for the first time. You know, like, I... I, 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 especially it doesn't seem selfish when you're doing it. You just think that's, that's great and you can tell your mates. And I think for guys it's different. Um, but I just want to challenge people to think about that because at yeah. the time it might be great and it's like, wow, look at me, I'm a big man. But when you look back on it, even I know people that aren't Christians that would look back 15 years later on what they did when they were 17, 18, 19. And it's, you, they feel ashamed of it because yeah. it's like, I wish I hadn't done all that. I wish I hadn't slept around. I wish I hadn't. You know, the, those girls that could have had the opportunity to have sex with their, 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 their husbands for the first time, like I took that and it was selfish. And I think I really want to speak to that because it's not cool. It's really not cool. It's not a status thing. There's nothing big about sleeping with 10 women or 20 women or 30 women. Like, just, just think about that. So um, from that, so um, do you think it's different for girls when you say... I think girls are insanely shamed when they have a higher count, and it's yeah. unfair. And I want to speak to that stigma because that's wrong, and we shouldn't have that on us. But yet, don't get your body count up either. So there's another yeah. shame in that sense. Yeah. So mm. I think it is extremely different. I think girls get taken advantage of. I've been yeah. assaulted at least three to four times from guys. So it is a thing. Yeah. The Me Too movement is real and it's on the rise and I'm just glad that people are now shining a light on that. Yeah. yeah. And, stuff, so. I, and I just think guys need to, to man up, honestly. And, yeah. and yeah, not, not see it as a status thing, not see it as like I'm a big man, but just, you know, see sex as something that's precious. It's a precious commodity. It's been given by God and let's, let's keep it sacred. Yeah, and something not to be ashamed of. Yes, uh, making sure that um, you... Let the person, your significant other, know that, look, we're going to have to, this is what I believe and this is what yeah. we're going to have to do. And yeah. ultimately, if you're with someone and they can't hack that side of you, then they're not the right person. Yeah. And it's not worth compromising your, your beliefs to, to appease them. Like, it's just not worth it. It really isn't. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so what advice would you give to young couples at our age or older? Um, I, think, I think if I was talking to my 19-year-old self, for example, I would say that you can just chill out. Like, it's, it, like, I think there's this like, real pressure, especially in the Christian community, that you've got to find someone and you've got to, you know, it's this big spiritual thing and you've got to find the one um, and it's got to be perfect and Disney and everything else. And I think... It's maybe more so for girls, but even for guys, there's that pressure like your mum's like, you've got to find a nice Christian girl and all this stuff. Do you know what I mean? And I, I just think you need, especially at the age of like 17, 18, 19, it's just like chill out. Um, and I think, you know, there, 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 there does reach a point where you have to kind of be a little bit active about it. Like girls aren't just going to fall on your lap. Like you have to, you've got to, you know, graft a little bit in it. But um, I think it's, it's just like, it doesn't have to be the stressful thing. And I also think, controversially, I, I'm not really a believer in the one. Like, I, I personally think that whoever you choose to be with, God will bless. If you, if you, if you put that relationship before the Lord and say, Lord, I'm devoting this relationship, this marriage to you, 
then God will bless it. I think there's probably wrong people to marry. And I think, you know, it's fairly obvious quite quickly if you're with the wrong person and God will shut doors. Um, but I think going around trying to find the one um, can actually be kind of... Um, Time consuming. Well, well yeah, but I, I, just think, I just think that that can put you in the wrong frame of mind. Yeah. You know, and you, 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 kind of, you could miss opportunities that come your way. 100%. Yeah. Um, and I think for Sarah, probably she would say that I'm not typically the kind of person that she would, um, would go for. Yeah, but uh, do, you, do you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, we still ended up together and we still built something. And I think, yeah. um, you know, I, I think I, maybe I, I don't know if I had a type, but I, I don't know. I just, I, I didn't see Sarah coming, but it, it happened and it was the best thing that's ever happened to me. So, yeah. I think with finding the one, you do need to know your standards and like what you like and what you don't like and what you're attracted to and not. So those things are good in finding like the one that you think you connect with the best. So those things should be there, but don't limit yourself to that as well. So yeah, yeah, makes you sense. never know. Yeah, I, I don't think it's like a beam of light moment when there's this like sort of light from heaven that's like, ah, yeah, like this is Disney the one. Film. Yeah, like, like that. It's not. It's not. A, it's not a hallmark movie. Do you know what mm, I mean? Yeah, it makes sense. And so we mentioned couples in general, but how do you say? Um, in fact, what advice would you give to Christian couples, like um, exclusively? I guess. Oh, um. Yeah, um, as specifically like Christian couples, yeah. um, make God your priority. That's first and foremost what it should be. And he will let you know if this is when you're supposed to marry or not. He's going to give you signs. He's going to tell you. He's going to let you know as well. Like, you've got my stamp of approval. It's going to be okay. Um, and also don't negate the warning signs if there are warning signs or red flags. If he's like, yeah, hey, like, look my way. Yeah, like, don't, don't ignore the red person. flags. Like, you need to like, be in tune with him as a couple so it will work out. And yeah. yeah and, and, I think, from there. and I think as you go on through your relationship and your married life, if you feel like God is kind of drifting from your center, like I think he's quite good at nudging you and you have to just listen to that nudging. Like, oh, you know, we've kind of strayed away a little bit here or we've become too focused on finance or on family or on um, work or whatever. And even now, like, we feel Lord kind of nudging us and I just have to say, like, I just need to let this go for a bit and just focus on our marriage, focus on the Lord. And I think that's important in, in our walks together, even in the early stages, is just to make sure that we don't drift from, from our walk with God. Thank you, Josh and Sarah, for coming and sharing your story and helping people and giving advice. Uh, thank you all for watching the Impact Podcast. Um, please be sure to like and subscribe and um, comment, comment down below what you'd like to see next. And yeah, See you all soon. Bye. Thanks.